Welcome to the Everything Works Out For Us podcast. My name is Marina, and I'm so happy that you're here to join me on this journey of embracing a growth mindset that's grounded in gratitude and self-awareness. I'm an REBT mindset life coach, actor, singer, content creator, and the bigger sister that you always wanted. And I'm ready to start turning our mental and emotional roadblocks into roadmaps. In each episode, I holistically utilize psychology, spirituality, and my own personal experiences to strive to empower you to step into your power and deeply connect to both your inner knowing and the world around you. Let's grow together. Hi friends, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the pod. I hope you all are enjoying this beautiful summer weather. Oh my gosh, I am a summer girly all the way through and honestly I just feel like I thrive in the summer with the sun on my skin breathing the fresh air going to the beach taking long walks outside I'm just I am so much naturally happier in the summer and I have to work a lot less to stay in that high vibration um I know everyone has different opinions on seasons but that couldn't be me no I do not like seasons I definitely suffer from seasonal depression and if you live somewhere where it's warm all the time I am definitely jealous of you Uh, I tried it out for a few years I lived in Florida didn't quite work out for me for a multitude of different reasons Um, but living in the constant sunshine was the one thing that I literally never took for granted while I lived there anyway I'm in a good mood today, and I've been pretty much in a good mood overall lately, and I'm pretty sure, again, the weather is partly because of that, just because it's so gorgeous, and it really helps my mental health, but anyway, because I'm in a good place, I figured it might be helpful to talk about how we can return to a good place when we are in a bit of a funk, a negativity spiral, if you will. Thinking a bit proactively, it can be extremely difficult to redirect our focus out of a negative state once we're already in it. So I just want to chat about some methods that I use to return to joy when I get to that place. And if you have been in a bit of a funk lately, just know that it's a phase and it is our birthright to feel love and joy and we can turn that funk into something funky fresh (laughs) okay ew sorry that was cheesy um bear with me I do want to clarify though that I am chatting about being in a funk and not clinical depression there's so much more that goes into returning to happiness if you are clinically depressed and that's something that will take further intervention, you know, like therapy, medication, etc. However, today I'm I'm here just sharing my own thoughts and opinions and I invite everyone along for the ride. So, if you are in a funk, embrace your funk first and foremost. Give your funk the space it needs to just funk it out. Trying to deny your funk will probably give it a vengeance to stay even longer and as I always preach self-awareness is so important so get curious about the mood that you're in why is this funk here what is it trying to tell me when I'm being negative it's usually because I am personally in a hyper vigilant state 
Hypervigilance is a big word, so I just want to define it. It's the elevated state of constantly assessing potential threats around you and being extremely sensitive to your surroundings. It's a biological adaptation to stress. People living in hypervigilant states could be in that state because they suffer from any type of anxiety, PTSD, or OCD, just to name a few causes. But without going into huge detail, a huge portion of my anxiety stems from my attachment system and my attachment-related wounds. Uh, I've learned this very recently about myself. So when my attachment system is activated, my body tends to live in a state of hypervigilance. And of course, everyone is different, but I can only speak to my own experience. So... When I am personally in a hypervigilant state, I'm hyper aware of everything. It's hard to focus. I'll have emotional outbursts. I will get overwhelmed extremely easily, uh, especially by large crowds, bright lights, stimulus, you know. And I'll be constantly worrying. I tend to avoid social interaction or take take things more personally along with the physical symptoms of anxiety like increased heart rate, quick breathing, etc. I feel like it's needless to say, but when you are in a state like this of hypervigilance, it's extremely hard to think positively or to focus on joy or to even simply just live in the moment when your body is basically in fight or flight mode, you're essentially incapable of focusing on anything else other than the imminent danger. So here is where self-awareness comes into play. With the help of therapy and research with myself, like I mentioned before, I've been able to kind of decipher my triggers and what causes my body to go into this hypervigilance mode and just knowing this gives me so much comfort and clarity because I have a pathway or a roadmap almost to heal. But for each individual, regardless of what your triggers are, we must learn how to cope and self-regulate this is huge. (laughs) So some of the negative coping mechanisms that I participate or participated in were things like complaining, seeking external validation, and finding company with my misery. And I was using these mechanisms to regulate myself instead of using healthy regulating tools. But I want to chat about these unhealthy ones so we can kind of flip them on their backs and and learn better ways to to cope right so I've really had to give myself some tough love on my healing journey I had this aha moment where I realized just how frequently I was complaining and that sucks to realize obviously it was literally so second nature to me at that point just to send a text with a complaint over something so incredibly minor and I realized that the other person's response even if it was something as simple as saying I'm sorry that sucks would deactivate me out of that like anxiety negative mode but I had no 
idea how to self-soothe and I had no idea that I was even using another person to regulate these emotions to regulate these negative emotions for me until I stopped doing it and once I took that step back I realized for what why why am I doing this do I have to text someone to tell them that someone gave me a dirty look at work just to complain about it or can I take accountability can I take a deep breath realize it's not about me and move forward with my day if you watched season five of drag race you know that one jinx monsoon quote that was like water off a duck's back water off a duck's back (laughs) that keeps coming to mind uh for me with this episode um but yeah it in other words let it pass let it roll off of you yeah now I have to make a conscious choice to let the little things let the little complaints roll off my back easily instead of letting every single thing get to me and complaining about it at the end of the day it's not that serious you know it's not that serious complaining about things keeps me in a low energy and it's just so much healthier to almost not acknowledge it if it's that minuscule enough or like acknowledge it if you need to but not make any further comments or judgments about the situation just let it go don't let that little thing kill the vibe it's just genuinely not worth it and there is a point where you have to get to that space where you again are self-aware enough to realize how much you are complaining and be like it is literally not worth it to give these little things energy the energy is so much more deserving of going in a different direction seeking external validation is another hard habit to get out of the cycle of for sure there's a lot of forms of this but in the realm of what i'm speaking about today it goes hand in hand with complaining seeking someone else's validation to your complaint or your unhappiness so you feel less alone is a common coping mechanism that I, like I said, sometimes have to fight tooth and nail to get out of. I know you've definitely heard the saying, misery loves company, and it's so true. But because we're humans made for connection, when we're in these negativity spirals, we're still longing for that connection, but this is where I urge you to not reach for the company that is on your same wavelength. This is the perfect opportunity to reach for supportive, loving connection as opposed to connection that breeds and feeds the misery and low vibrations. It's always our choice how we want to react to the circumstances that we are given and Oftentimes, it is the easier choice to dwell in a miserable group of people or to have someone to consistently validate your unhappiness. But in these times, if you are in a funk and you are looking to make a change, maybe reach for the friend who is really good at seeing the brighter side of things this time around. Sometimes it takes a good friend or a loved one or a therapist, someone who is a trusted and good listener to help put things in perspective for you. If you know, you know, you have a friend who is on that higher vibration, higher wavelength, and they don't let the little things get to them, it's a great 
connection to have because if you're bogged down by these little things all the time your other friend is again going to put that in perspective for you they'll be like what that's so stupid what are you talking about let's talk about this instead let's talk about this new song or like let's jam out together let's make art let's go out let's have fun let's not dwell on this stupid little incident or stupid little complaint or whatever and then I'm sure you know we all have those friends that just end up fueling the complaints and end up spiraling you lower and lower and getting you more upset than you even initially were in the first place like if you were upset about getting a random text from someone and then you tell your friend who's just gonna like fuel that fire and then all of a sudden you're like pissed off for no reason these are the times where you need to give yourself perspective with the relationships that you have in your life and maybe it's time to lean more on those positive more positive people um, as opposed to spending time or energy on the people that will fuel the fire if you're not in the headspace to receive that now when you feel yourself spiraling segueing a little bit ask yourself with full honesty is this serving me right now and if not let that negativity flow through you and pass and then you can do something about it as i always say feeling is essential we must feel in order to heal but is the complaining actually serving you probably not so let's find some new coping mechanisms when those negative thoughts begin and seem more and more frequent and you are looking to change again i'm assuming you're listening to this episode because you are looking to change or to get out of that funk accept the thoughts but challenge them at the same time so for example when you're spiraling into thoughts like so much change is happening in my life right now and i'm overwhelmed and i'm sad about it add on the thought but change is an opportunity for me to grow and because i'm resilient i can heal and be happy with time this gives room for the sadness while also allowing the hope and joy of a happier time in in the future to join another example something like i'm heartbroken that i didn't get the job add on the thought but I know that rejection is redirection and an opportunity that's even better and more meant for me is on the way. And in terms of negative thoughts, we don't have to keep them inside. As I mentioned earlier, it may be a good idea to chat with that loved one or therapist to help put those thoughts into perspective for you or to help brainstorm the added on thoughts. But either way, processing the negative emotions is the only way that we can fully achieve that different perspective we must move through the stuck energy and then we can let go and release it and on top of just redirecting our thoughts i just want to give a gentle reminder that we can and we should be doing nice things for ourselves maybe it seems obvious and maybe it doesn't but when i'm in a negativity spiral it certainly is not obvious to me to do something nice for myself So this is a reminder on our days where we can get so bogged down with to-do lists and stress, especially if you're an empath and you get bogged down by other people's energy, even if it's not yours, by the end of the day, we, we feel so drained. This is when we should always be nice to ourselves. And 
again, here's a reminder, especially when you're in a funk, to do something that you love. Cook for yourself your favorite meal, or light your favorite candle, or go on a walk, or listen to your favorite song, hang out with your best friend, dress up and make yourself feel beautiful, make art, do whatever makes you happy and whole, and it can be something so simple and so little like that. But if it is so simple and easy, why why wouldn't we be doing it all along? So here's the reminder. And sometimes you just need to rest. <laughs> Honestly, I am just a baby sometimes, and a surefire way to get me right into a funk is if I don't sleep enough. So if you can pinpoint the cause of your funk, it can give you more direction on how to get out of it. And sometimes all it takes is a little sleep, a good cry, a nice meal. Sometimes we're all just big old babies and that's okay. Another potential way to get out of a funk that I think is particularly interesting is stimulating our vagus nerve. Our vagus nerve is the main nerve bundle of our parasympathetic nervous system and it helps us feel relaxed instead of stressed. And there are exercises that you can look up to stimulate this nerve. So I'm just going to list a few right here. But a couple exercises are gargling loudly with water, immersing your face in cold water, laughter, of course, heals all, right? And deep breathing exercises. There are other exercises you can Google as well, but I love actual tangible exercises like this because I feel so much emotion and anxiety in my body that I feel visceral and physical relief when I engage in exercises like these. It's definitely more along the lines of instant gratification, you know, because you feel that instant physical relief. So if you kind of struggle with redirecting thoughts, I think doing things like this could be a great starting point. And my last piece of advice for getting out of a funk lies in others. Once you've spent some time focusing on yourself and being curious and trying to become more self-aware and redirecting your thoughts, doing something kind for yourself, doing exercises, etc. Do something nice for someone else. You can make a donation somewhere. You can give someone a compliment. You can hold the door for someone. Ask a loved one if there's anything they need. Sometimes you just need to focus your energy on something else and or on someone else. And what better place to focus your energy than by spreading kindness towards other people? It really can just turn your whole day around just by doing something simple and easy to make someone else happy. And I really, really would not underestimate the power of that, the power of kindness to others. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this week's episode. I hope that some of these tips will be helpful for you next time you get into that funky funk and you're looking to get out of it. And as always, if you're liking the pod, please give it a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you're listening and share it with the people who you think it would resonate with. I am wishing you all a very aligned, loving, positive week ahead. So thank you for listening and I'll chat with you next week.